o'clock and you're listening to the one two three show my name is noreen mayor and it's time for this week's a tuesday report with food and drinks reporter andrew dambina and this week andrew interviews aussie born chef and restaurant owner adam cliff about surviving the hong kong challenges of the past year and also his take on thai cuisine Hi, my name's Adam Cliff, and I'm one of the owners, along with my wife Bella, of Samson Restaurant, and I'm also the chef. So Samson's a Thai restaurant. We're currently in Shangwan, and the original one was in Wan Chai. So we opened the Wan Chai branch in 2016, about three years after me coming to Hong Kong, and then Shangwan we opened late 2019. When I first came to Hong Kong, I helped Jar Group open their first Thai restaurant in Hong Kong called Cha Cha Wan, and I worked together with them on that for about a year and a half, two years. So how would you describe the food and the concept behind uh, Samson? What we're trying to do is deliver a very realistic experience of what you're going to get in Thailand in terms of flavours, style and the concept. Um, we're trying to deliver high quality food at quite approachable prices in a very relaxed environment. So I think that the Thai repertoire, as large as it is, there's definitely going to be different dishes that are more appropriate for a Hong Kong market or for the Western market mm. um, and for the Thai market. Mm. And there's certainly things that the Thais will be enjoying in Thailand that just will not work in Hong Kong. Oh. And there's other dishes that are the complete opposite and work fantastic here. And, you know, definitely the boat noodle in Wan Chai, Khao Soi noodle in here, Pad Thai, everyone already knows it. Right. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to deliver the best we can of those dishes, yeah. How is the Hong Kong palette, or let's say the mixture of international palettes that we find in Hong Kong, different? What did you think would uh, go down well for the Hong Kong diner? I think the Hong Kong market, they enjoy eating the spicy flavors, eating those more intense flavors, and that's pretty much that's what led me to do uh, Samson in the first place. So many people requesting boat noodle soup. Right. While I was still at Cha Cha Wan, you're bringing it up, oh, do we ever serve boat noodles or soup noodle? And Boat noodles, they're from the central Bangkok. The biggest difference differentiation between them and your regular beef noodle soup mm. will be a, the bone noodles thickened with blood. It's quite a rich, intense flavoured soup. A lot more people had had it before and enjoyed it and were huge fans of it okay. before Samson. And that, that was a big surprise to me. The amount of people come and say, oh my God, there's boat noodles. Mm. And I was like, oh wow, you, yeah. you you know this. Now, when you braved it with your first Hong Kong restaurant then in 2016, things did go well. And then you've opened the new one in Sheung Wan. The protests that were, that were going on didn't put you off then? I think the protests affect everybody, either directly or indirectly. There's always going to be something. When I was in Thailand, there was some of the biggest protests I've ever had um, for a few years, the last two yeah. years while I was there. They affected us. It's Obviously, it's not ideal, but it, these things are part of life philosophical approach. Yeah, you just got to push through it. Yeah. <laughs> but since opening, you've had the double whammy of uh, COVID-19 happening. How have you managed to ride that out? We know that restrictions have been eased recently, but how was it getting through that? It's just taking it easy. Uh, for me, it was important to prioritise staff, keep make sure we, everyone keeps their jobs, they're comfortable and they know that, you know, their jobs are always going to be here for them. Just hoping that, you know, this, this is going to end, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, hoping for the best. Did you see the confidence of the diner drop much? 
we saw the the numbers drop. That was probably the biggest thing that we could see. But in terms of confidence of the diner, I'd say when they did come, they were fine. Well, they're queuing up outside your uh, your restaurant this lunchtime on a hot Bangkok weather-like day. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, Shang One's great for that. So is Wan Chai. So you do have um, a, a definition. Your menus then are not the same in your two restaurants. The boat noodles, which we just talked about, are going to stay in uh, Wan Chai only. And in Shang One, you have another noodle dish, the khao soy. Tell us about that one. Samson as a restaurant is really about serving good quality food, real Thai flavors. It's not boat noodles, it's not khao soy. The Wan Chai branch very quickly, however, seemed to get quite a following for mm. the boat noodles. Yeah. Probably because they're at the time, you couldn't find them anywhere right. else since you've had a few other restaurants open. When we opened in Shangwan, I wanted to go with something else that I think would be well-received by the Hong Kong market, and that's Khao Soi. I heard that you uh, took quite some deliberation over finding the right person in Thailand to give you the wet noodles that you use in your Khao Soi dish. Yeah, so leading up to opening Shangwan, I was in and out of Thailand at months on end, uh, working, studying, training, and just researching in yeah. general. Like with most Thai dishes, you can have, there's just variations on the same dish. And that's what I love about Thai food. There's no rules per se. There's no really right or wrong. It's your interpretation. So the noodles themselves were ones that I just personally really like. They're very different. They're chewier yeah. than a lot of the other restaurants. Almost like fettuccine in size. Mm. They're, they're quite large. And I think that goes well with the curry. It just kind of laps it up. You, you seem to have a quite a fascination then, obviously, with, with Thai cuisine generally. What drew you to the Thai cooking repertoire in the first place? I just felt that there was a lot more freedom. Uh, as as f from a young age, 16, 17, I started cooking Thai food. That's when I started working in the first Thai restaurant. The first thing that stood out to me was obviously the flavours, a lot more intense, and also the style of eating. Not as much, this is my plate and that's your plate. It's more sharing family-style eating, which I really like. And the final thing for me, the kicker, was definitely the freedom you have with cooking Thai food, especially compared to French food, which was what I started out in for my first year and a half, two years. Yeah, there's less rules than you have in French cuisine or a lot of other Western cuisines. So do you ever get much of a surprise reaction from diners or other people that you know when they hear that you're specialising in Thai food, not uh, as a native Thai? The biggest reactions would be coming from Thais. Everyone else, the Westerners, the locals, the Chinese, they have less of a reaction compared to the Thai people. You know, I always, I, I love it. Thais come up to me and they'll hear me chatting away in Thai or something like that and they'll, you know, you'll just see their face and be like, oh, you're Western and you can speak Thai and you're cooking Thai. Oh. That's nice. Working in Thailand, I was there for five, six years, mm. um, living there. And then prior to that, I was going there religiously. And you picked up the, the language you can get by in conversation. So I would say my I'm confident to say my Thai is fluent. One thing about working as a chef in Thailand compared to banking or finance or any of those other industries is as a chef, you need to speak Thai. Communication in the kitchen. Yeah, it's key. And most of the people you're working with have, at the best, would be very basic English skills. One of your mentors, of course, was also a Caucasian very well known. How was it working with Mr. Thompson? David was a joy to work with, but I worked with David over about six years, seven years in three different countries, Sydney, London and Bangkok. And, you know, there was a definite mellowing towards the uh, latter stages of our time together. So it sounds like a very positive scenario for you. Your restaurant's buzzing in show one. It's your second one. Do you plan to open more restaurants? I plan to take it day by day. And I think in the current climate with everything that's going on, 
on in the world, that's probably the best thing to do. <laughs> Sounds very sensible following those other challenges that we just mentioned. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. It was a shock. Thankfully, we've come out reasonably okay. We've got great support from the Hong Kong locals, from expats alike. But nonetheless, it was a lot of pressure and uh, quite concerning. You know, when we opened, it was protests and COVID and so just want to take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay, well, good luck. You've done well to still be a buzzing restaurant. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And that was restaurant and chef, uh, restaurant owner Adam Cliff of Samson Restaurants in Hong Kong. And Jane was talking to uh, 123 Show Tuesday food and drink reporter Andrew Dembina.